Hello, my friends, enemies, angry people, sad people, pleased people, inspired people, rich people, poor people. Do you think we have all of those people listening? I think so. Do I have any rich people listening? <laughs> that's, a, that's a new question to ask. How many y'all out there rich? What's up? Um, does the pandemic make you feel like you're in a, an abusive relationship with like the entire world? Because it sure does me, and I know it does Damien too. We've been talking about it a lot today about all the like back and forth and hope. Hey, this will lead to this and it'll be okay. Never mind. It's going to be real shitty for another couple of years. Oh, just kidding. You know what? By May, everything's going to be fine. Oh, just fucking with you. Actually, 2028 is going to be pretty good. Maybe, but probably not. But actually, you know what? By summer, you're going to not even know this ever happened. I mean, just kidding. Just kidding. Just prepare to mask up for the rest of your lives, everybody. Um... I just can't take. I just can't take it. I, yesterday, I had basically a temper tantrum in front of Damien, and I'm so glad, grateful that he just kind of laughed when I did it because he was trying to tell me something, and it was the exact opposite of what I had just read. And I was just like, I don't want to hear anything anymore. Like I just lost my mind and acted like I can't even do it. I can't do an exam. You'd have to see my face, but I'm like, I don't want to hear anything anymore. And I was like, you know, just a baby. But it was understandable too. Like I'm not, I'm not at all embarrassed of it. Um, but I liked, I actually appreciated Damien's reaction because I was actually yelling at him, which wasn't fair. It wasn't his fault. And um, but he didn't get mad at me. He just was like, "Hey, it's okay. I know how you feel." Hmm. Anyway, I, I'm really feeling for all of you. I mean, I can only know, I only can imagine what everybody's feeling. But based on the way we're feeling around here. And then last night we were watching the show about people who try to capture, you know, spirits on audio recordings. And then it trans, it was sort of like, and then all of a sudden at the end, it was about these people, you know, on hosp in hospice who are about to die. And that age old thing you've always heard about people who are about to die often, People think they're losing their minds, but they all they're but they're probably not. They're just talking about this the loved ones who have passed that they see. Like they start talking to their mom who's been dead for forty years or whatever. And what that's all about. And anyway, it's about it's it's the point is not about that, but some of these people in hospice, my dad just turned seventy um in January, and I took it much harder than my dad. I can tell. I, I mean, I've been telling my parents, like, pretty much every time I've seen them in my whole life, like, just don't ever die. You, just, you guys can't die. So you're, we're clear on this, right? You're never going to die. Like, like a psycho. Um, and pretty much every night of my life for many, 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 many years, that's all I could think about before going to bed. Like, what if my parents die? What if I wake up tomorrow and I found out one of my parents is dead? Um, and at my least mentally healthy, it's pretty much all I think about. And because, well, A, I don't think I'm alone. I think a lot of people obviously worry about that. But B, I adore my parents more than could ever be expressed by human language. And um, I truly can't imagine me ever being okay if either of them is gone. Um, I just don't think I would be. And... The fact that I haven't seen my parents for so long and that my dad just crossed this milestone birthday 
and I didn't even get to have a party for him with my mom or anything, and that I don't know when I'm going to get to see them, even though, thank God, tomorrow they're getting their second dose of their vaccine. And my mom is about to be 70, not, not any time, maybe like in a year, a year and a half or whatever. And anyway, a lot of these people on this sh documentary show were younger than my parents yet in hospice. And obviously I know people die at all sorts of ages, but um, there was just something terrifying about it to me. And, and then our state basically, I don't think I'll be getting my vaccine in this state until fall, they said yesterday. I think that's the thing Damien came in to tell me and that's when I lost my mind. Um, and I'm just, I'm just in a bad mood, man. I've been in a bad mood on and off for a while. And um, I try to just, I have so much to do. Like, I thank God I always give, I mean, obviously no one's giving me anything to do. I do it on my own accord. This is how I live my life as an artist. I just do what I want to do. But thank God I have that intense desire to do all of this because if I didn't, I don't know what I'd do. If I, I mean, like, what I mean is I have this like driving force that is so powerful for me. Um, maybe everybody has that with whatever their job is. Um, all I know is my own experience and I'm just grateful that, you know, I'll never, if I die in 2000 years, I will not have done half of what I want to do. So, and create and make, basically make things, you know? Um, but yeah, I'll be honest. I'm just, I'm just not doing so well right now. Um, I'm going to be fine. You know, I assume, well, I mean, maybe I won't, but <laughs> at this point, I'm sure I'll be fine. I have soap operas to watch. In fact, I'm going to write to Bold and the Beautiful today. After I hang up with you guys, I'm going to go and uh, write a letter to them about how horrible the writing's been lately. And um, I'll also give them some compliments, you know? Like, uh, I really appreciate certain things about the show, obviously. But right now, if you're, a, if you're a Bold and the Beautiful watcher, you'll know what I'm talking about. This thing where all Liam does is apologize for cheating on Hope. I can't take one more second of it. I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna lose my, everything about my mind, how it functions. If I have to hear it one more time, I just don't know what I'll do. It's been like four months of the same conversation on the show, and we just keep watching it. Um, but truly, I I remember writing this on my studio wall once a long time ago, when I lived in Kingwood, Texas. I wrote on my studio wall during a rough time and it was like underneath a drawing i like lifted up the bottom of my drawing that was on the wall and i wrote as long as i have tv shows to watch i'll always want to live and i really believe that that is what has kept me alive to be honest with you i mean if you've ever seen freaks and geeks and seen the bill haverchuk moment of him watching Gary Shanlin and just like dying laughing while he's eating his lunch. Um, you know, it, it, that is the story of my life, like summed up in one second in some ways, you know? And I think a lot of people consider that one of the greatest moments in TV history. I know I do um, as a immense TV lover, but you know, I mean, I have a lot of things like that, but watching TV shows, is, 
I mean, God, it makes me want to cry. Almost as much as talking about my dad earlier made me want to cry. It's just, if I didn't have it, I don't know what I would do. I really don't. Um, God. So, I mean, has anybody cried this sincerely talking about how much they love TV shows? I don't know, but I do. And um, I also love YouTube because today or yesterday I started. So you guys know I've been talking to you guys about how I did the Yoga with Adrian 30-day journey. It's called a journey. Uh, it's a challenge. I think they called it a journey. Anyway, um, I did every single day, all 30 days at 8 a.m. I did my, I think I, a couple of days I slept in a bit because, hello, you can do that. Um, I'm trying to desperately believe. And I did it, but I was very um, disappointed in the end by it. And so I don't know if anyone else was doing it and felt this, but the last the last day was horrible. And I felt less secure than I did before I started. And like, I just felt like gross. She was like going on a level three out of 10 all along, all month. And then the last, the last class was like a teacher's training class that you're just supposed to be a complete expert to do everything. And it was like, it goes from like 20 minutes to a full hour of nonstop yoga with nothing. I mean, I was just really bummed and it made me feel horrible about myself. And so I remembered I love jazzercise. I love aerobic activity, like aerobic dancing and hip hop dancing and stuff. So my friend, Melissa, she's the one who told me about, I don't know exactly what it's called, but walking with uh, Leslie Sansone or Sansone. I don't know her name. Leslie. And oh my God. So instead of continuing with yoga, I'm like, okay, every morning when I get up at eight, now I'm going to do aerobic exercise. I'm going to do some aerobic walking with some dance incorporated. And that's basically what walk with Leslie is. And Melissa told me about it. She loved it. So I did that. And then I had my month calendar. I made a month calendar for workouts and it was going to be, you know, back and forth with this new walking thing. I was going to get something for the Nintendo Switch that somebody, my friend, t told me about. My friend Charlie told me about it. I can't remember what it's called. Dance dance time or something. <laughs> and then um, I was going to do some other things. Like if anybody is my age and they remember Gilad, Bodies in Motion, Gilad from Hawaii. And that's similar to the Leslie stuff. Again, like aerobics, walking, dancing, being on the beach, being laughing, looking at other people. You got the one person on the left who just does the slow, like if you're like a little bit tired. And then you got the other crazy person who's doing like high impact I love that shit. I love it. And I grew up doing jazzercise. So, and I, in fact, I did jazzercise up until about the year 2000, maybe, maybe 14. So, no, no, 16. So, um, but there's no jazzercise in the area and jazzercise. They haven't, I don't think they've done a good job with their online programs. Anyway, I can't believe, what is this workout? Wor Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Working out with Robin. The person who hates working out more than anybody on the face of the earth. I should do. You know what? I would respect a podcast or a something about working out by people who hate it way more than I do all of these athletic motherfuckers. Like, I, I just don't relate. Like, you just feel left out. That's why something like Walk with Leslie is so good. Because you can tell they have every body type in the video, you know. Gilad was kind of like that, but not as much. Anyway, 
I erased all the yoga with Adrian's from my calendar, and I am just doing fun shit now. If it's going to make me laugh, I'm going to do it. So there you go. Um, I, you know, let's just go ahead and get into it. I've been talking. I didn't even know I would be talking about any of this today. I, I was planning on telling you some more things I love, like Terra chips. Remember those? Terra chips? I like the taro ones, the white ones that have little, it looks like little etching marks on them. Love it. All right. Um, I don't think that that was all I was going to talk about. I'm sure I had other things on my mind, but let's go back to, I've been needing this book in my life. I want to go back to the School of Life Dictionary. This subtitle is The Language of Emotional Intelligence. You guys can buy this book on the School of Life's website, schooloflife.com. And there's quite a few entries that I still haven't read. And I saw these two, the first sentence of this one made me excited. And then I saw one on expectations. So we are in the E section, the letter E, E as in Eric, my best friend. All right. So here we go. This word you may or may not know. I did not know it. It's eudaimonia, eudaimonia, E-U-D-A-I-M-O-N-I-A. Eudaimonia or eudaimonia, I'll say eudaimonia, is an, it sounds like a name. My, my aunt eudaimonia is so cool, man. Eudaimonia is an ancient Greek word particularly emphasized by the philosophers Plato and Aristotle that deserves wider currency. It corrects the shortfalls in one of the most central governing but insufficient terms in our contemporary idiom, happiness. When we nowadays try to articulate the purpose of our lives, it is, sorry, sorry, I'm losing my place because I keep moving. Um, All right, let me start over. When we nowadays try to articulate the purpose of our lives, it is to the word happiness that we commonly have recourse. We tell ourselves and others that the ultimate rationale for our jobs, our relationships, and the conduct of our day-to-day lives is the pursuit of happiness. It sounds like an innocent enough idea, but excessive reliance on the term means that we are frequently unfairly tempted to exit or at least heavily question a great many testing but worthwhile situations. I already love it. I already totally agree. And Herzog, Werner Herzog always said, I don't understand why happiness is the goal of everybody. Um, The ancient Greeks resolutely did not believe that the purpose of life was to be happy. They proposed that it was to achieve eudaimonia, a word that has been best translated as fulfillment. I love it. Sorry, you guys. Not only was I crying earlier, I'm also experiencing a nightmare experience of allergies, like just horrible. What distinguishes happiness from fulfillment is pain. It is eminently possible to be fulfilled and, at the same time, under pressure, suffering physically or mentally, overburdened, and frequently tetchy. Tetchy? Does that mean testy? Hold on. I have never seen the word tetchy. I am so sorry, guys. It's a new word for me. Irritable. Yeah. It's like testy. Is testy even the word? Has it always been tetchy and I didn't know? No, testy. Irritated. That's tetchy too, right? Is this a British thing? Tetchy. Huh. Very interesting. Tetchy. This is a psychological nuance that the word happiness makes it hard to capture, for it is tricky to speak of being happy yet unhappy or happy yet suffering. Ooh, not for me. I'm always like that. I'm really happy, but life fucking sucks, right? 
However, such a combination is readily accommodated within the dignified and noble-sounding letters of eudaimonia. The word encourages us to trust that many of life's most worthwhile projects will at points be quite at odds with contentment and yet are worth pursuing nevertheless. Properly exploring our professional talents, managing a household, keeping a relationship going, creating a new business venture, or engaging in politics. None of these goals is likely to leave us cheerful and grinning on a quotidian basis. They will involve us in all manner of challenges that will exhaust and innervate, innervate, provoke, and wound us. Yet we will, perhaps, at the end of our lives, still feel that the tasks were worth undertaking. Through them, we will have accessed something grander and more interesting than happiness. We will have made a difference. With the word eudaimonia in mind, we can stop imagining that we should aim for a pain-free existence and then berate ourselves unfairly for being in a bad mood. We will know that we are trying to do something far more important than smile. We are striving to do justice to our full human potential and to work in some small but key way towards, wait, and to work in some small but key way towards the improvement of our species. Oh man, eudaimonia, my aunt eudaimonia. Um, I'm loving my aunt eudaimonia. This is a great word. This is a great entry. Don't you guys agree? Do you agree? Yes or no? I did have some people, um, one of my friends, Tyler included, hi Tyler, uh, also responded saying they agree that it is nobler, so to speak, to attempt to do things well rather than like that self-praise of like, hey, at least I'm doing it. Um, so I'm really glad I didn't come off like a jerk, at least to those of you who responded, which made me very happy. You know, it's already almost 20 minutes in. Let's let's read the next one uh, next time, which is expectations. Has, have any of you guys bought this book? And if so, which are your favorite pages? Um, I love this book. I love it, love it, love it. Now, I know it's a little bit different than some of the stuff I normally read, but I think it's really worth it. I think, especially in a mood like I'm in today, and in, we're all dealing with so much stuff in life that it's just so much... I, I, I really take a lot of comfort in that. Some guys, I know some of you do not, but that's okay. Every every episode can't be great, right? Um, I don't really have anything to tell you guys. I mean, I will be posting some new things into the shop soon, but I'll let you know when that happens. If you want to know, I'll, I do send out an email once I do that. So just hop on robinoneal.com and sign up for the newsletter and I'll and I'll let you guys know the minute there are new things available. Uh, shows, I'm just working towards my show, which is at Moskowitz Base in Los Angeles, opening in May, and I'm working very hard. I had to take some time away from everything else just to draw, and I've spent the last week drawing my little hand off, and I am having a very good time. I've stumbled on all sorts of good new things, which feels great, obviously. And a lot of the work in that show will be a part of my bigger Cloudmaker series. So a lot of clouds from art history that I've experienced in Los Angeles will be in these drawings. Um, a lot of, draw a lot of uh, drawings of my own of clouds from the Norton Simon collection, the Getty, LACMA, um, Mocha. 
So if anybody's interested in that, you know, keep following me. You'll figure that out. Instagram, Robin O'Neill. It's R-O-B-Y-N underscore O-N-E-I-L. Just try to laugh, read a lot, write somebody a letter, clean something in your house that needs cleaning, although that feels like all we ever do. So you know what? Forget it. Just ignore something that needs cleaning. How about that? Unless it's your own body. Uh, Sharpen something that needs sharpening. Uh, whether it be a skill or a knife. We all might need knives soon. I I need knives. I want knives accessible at all times. Uh, Be very nice to yourself. Forgive yourself. Forgive everyone, actually. Except, you guys know what I'm going to say, rapists, child molesters, and rapists. And racists. (laughs) Isn't it great that racist and rapist are almost the same word because they're equally disgusting people? Um... Write that thing that you've been wanting to write for a long time. Just start it. Buy yourself a special desk. How about that? Doesn't that sound nice? Oh, buy yourself a desk. Go to bed early tonight. Uh, And may you find eudaimonia. Not my aunt, but the word eudaimonia. May you find eudaimonia. We shall find peace. We shall hear angels. We shall see a world with no fucking COVID. I love you guys. Goodbye.